All right, fellas, we are excited to be joined by Matt Post, who is a senior at Sherwood High School, mm-hmm. the Montgomery County Public Schools, right, Matt? Yes, good to be here. And, and, it's, and you are the student member of the Board of Education. Yep. Uh, which is a huge deal. Sure. Very big. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure that none of the three of us had any such distinction like that in high school. Did <laughs> that would be correct. My <laughs> board of education where I was growing up wouldn't probably let students into the room, yeah. most likely. <laughs> well, Matt has been a fierce advocate for kids, for young people in the Montgomery County Public Schools. We're uh, really happy to have you on. Thanks for joining us. No, it's good to be here. And All for right. gun, con- gun control. Mm-hmm. Yep. Weren't you on CNN? I was on MSNBC, I, although I see all the advocacy that I do sort of in the same bucket, which is fighting against policies of violence sure. and fighting for policies of social uplift. So he was on MSNBC, but Ed's Not Dead is, this is this is probably as good as you're going to get. He's been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah, you have made it. Yeah, you've made it. Okay, so 30,000 feet. What is on um, kids' minds across the nation right now in our schools? Kids are feeling scared, uh, not only in schools, but on the streets, in their neighborhoods, in movie theaters, in churches, uh, there's a pervasive and depressing fear. But there's also uh, a sense of optimism that this is a turning point and that young people are going to be the ones to step up and eradicate that yeah, fear. Yeah, there, there has to be optimism with, with when young people can see the effects of what they've already mm-hmm gotten going sure yeah i mean i I would think that people are pretty psyched kids are pretty psyched about that yes uh i think that there is a common recognition that the odds in front of us are really tall but there is an optimism there there is a sense now more than there was before that we can do this we can overcome these odds and we can beat back these evil forces so i grew up in the in the 90s in the grunge era and (laughs) i'm I'm just gonna my my, I feel like my generation. We we kind of are in between maybe two movements, mm. and you know I was never that involved with protesting and kind of like speaking up for stuff. And now I see this resurgence um, that kind of takes me back to some of the bigger social movements. So I guess my my question is: um, certainly Parkland was a turning point and a major um, catalyst for really energizing students. Do you think some of that energy was already happening? Um, amongst your peer group, and a lot of this stuff kind of would have happened anyway in Parkland, just just happened to serve as a focal point for it? I think the media did not do a good enough job recognizing the advocacy of kids like the DACA uh, kids, um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I constantly try to emphasize is that these this is not a school safety issue this is an american safety issue yep and Cultural safety issue yeah yeah we're 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 just getting started um but this is a broad uh, multi um background effort mm-hmm. we're, we're building a, a broad coalition how do you maintain the momentum of the original movement because that seems like that's on the minds of a lot of folks on twitter where it's like you had the initial shooting you had walkouts and protests in, in the next month how do you do that what are your thoughts on how that proceeds we're just not going to shut up uh we're just that's helpful <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep marching uh we're going to keep speaking up um we're going to keep walking out and on november 6 2018 which is 199 days away we are going to uh show up and make our voices clear hopefully for the last time i think that will be that that election day will be very telling as to how this movement is going to translate into political change right 
Um, are you seeing a lot more kids that are interested in voting than you had in the past? Or? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, in Montgomery County, we partner with the Board of Elections to register kids in school, and there's never been a demand like there has been this really? year. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. All right, switching gears a little bit. Not many people in their lives get the opportunity to be a student member of a Board of Education. It's an um, odd experience. Yeah, especially <laughs> in the 16th largest school system in the country. 14th. 14th. Okay, thank you. There we go. He knows. a board member. Yeah, right. And I'm not. Uh, 14th largest school system in the nation. Um, multi-billion dollar yeah. operating budget what's, what's it like um I, the weight of the responsibility is certainly something that i carry um someone told me the other day that our operating budget which is 2.59 billion dollars is uh greater than the gross national product of fiji wow <laughs> yeah so. i can vouch for that i spent a summer in fiji <laughs> but, but the, the work that we do it, it's it's profound. I mean, this is stuff that's going to affect not just people, the, the policies and decisions that right. I'm voting on. It's not just going to affect kids my age mm-hmm. or younger brothers or sisters mm-hmm. that I have in the system. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect the next generation of mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, education policy is the most important public policy in this country. Yeah, and it's probably pretty humbling when you think about the your predecessors on the board. There's been some pretty amazing student board members yeah. over the years. We all stand on the shoulders of each other. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Allison Serino, who is a principal in the Montgomery County Public Schools, yeah. I believe she was maybe the first member of the uh, of the board? Or? She was one of the first. Okay. The first is David Naiman, who actually works at the Board of Elections now. Oh, really? Um, but, you know, there's some interesting alumni, like Tim Huang, who runs yep. a company called Fiscal Note. Yep. Um, I forgot this guy's name, but the founder of Instacart was also a former SMOB. So oh, wow. It's, it's a good company. That is, to, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. All right, so senior at Sherwood, what is next for Matt Post? What I are don't you doing? know. I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I got until May 1st. And <laughs> oh, so he's like... I was nice. born a procrastinator. Nice. Yeah. So. You'd fit in well with us. That's good. playing it close to the vest. Are you thinking... Um, Gap year college travel? I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to go to a four-year college okay. right off the bat. Uh, I would like to travel. I'll probably study abroad okay. uh, during one of my summers in school. Uh, I, I'm pretty cognizant of the fact that Montgomery County is a bubble. Yeah. And yes. yep. I want to get out there and actually see the reality yeah. of the rest of the world, of poverty, and yep. uh, do what I can to yep. help in whatever small way. Very, very insightful. Do yourself a favor. Of the three of us, I'm the one that has never left the bubble. <laughs> I always say I've never left Silver Spring. So, um, so yes, I think that's a great idea. Well, Matt, uh, thank you for all you're doing on behalf of, of students and the greater Montgomery County community and, um, and your position in this movement that is a national movement. Uh, we're going to be looking out for you. Yeah, right, looking forward, yeah looking yeah. forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We are incredibly excited to have Nate Tinbite, who is a student at Kennedy High School and the recently elected president of the MCRSGA in Montgomery County. We're going to let Nate tell us what that's all about. But Nate, welcome to Ed's Not Dead. Thanks for having me. So MCRSGA, which is the Montgomery County Regional Student Government Association, is the high school student government for all Montgomery County public school high schools. And since Montgomery County is such a large district, we have 25 high schools. And this is not just the individual school SGA. This is the SGA representing the uh, all of the high schools in Montgomery County. And we like to unify that voice from school to school and 
uh, bring them out to operating budget hearings at the Board of Education. Uh, we like to bring them out at local hearings, state hearings, and, uh, and all other things to make sure that the students' voices are actively present. And what we try to do with MoCo for Gun Control, which I hope we'll dive in depth with this, yeah. uh, is to bring uh, all these high schoolers uh, and their student voices into this organization and expand the movement that we are working with. So that's what I was going to ask. What's what's on the what's on the agenda for the upcoming session of the uh, of the MCR SGA? So MCR SGA, and you know, we just uh, had our officer elections, and I was fortunate enough to be elected president. And Woohoo! Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a student at Kennedy, I hope to pivot this organization from uh, you know representing just up county students and nor- uh, and other students around this county to one which uh, represents all students from all parts of the county with inclusion and diversity. Uh, And hopefully on the next agenda, you know, this organization has been targeted towards addressing the opportunity gap towards uh, mental health and all other problems in this county. And so uh, hopefully this year we'll be able to bring legislators into uh, our assemblies, which we have all high schoolers coming out to and uh, everything like that. And we do have a strong agenda that we will be getting to and informing. And you guys could check us out at MCRSJ and also on the website. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned MoCo for gun control. Talk to us about that. So MoCo for Gun Control, it was founded by uh, a few founding members from Blair High School, from Springbrook High School, and uh, I was able to join when we were just a small organization, and we've been able to grow slowly, but then rapidly uh, at a very fast rate, and MoCo for Gun Control, you know, it just formed after the Stoneman Douglas shooting because students in Montgomery County came uh, to a need for change, and they recognized that something needs to be happened, and they were all willing to get involved, but they just needed something and someone to help uh, bring them together and push them forward. And so we've been able to grow with members from all high schools, with members from D.C. public schools, D.C. charter schools, and from Virginia wow. public schools. And uh, it's been it's been quite a ride, but we've been able to make sure that this is not a moment, that this is a movement. And we've heard that so much because, you know, we're trying to host a town hall with uh, a few of our legislators, trying to get those letters out. And we're trying to make sure that, you know, those in power really recognize that we all are willing to uh, get in uh, get in action. How many members would you say you guys have now? Um, in terms of the foundation and the core group, yeah. probably around... Uh, 40 members, I'd say, but nice. then it, you know, that just expands because we have representatives from each sure. schools to yeah. uh, the thousands of members that we've had, which have came out to the walkout, which have uh, followed our social media and taken an active presence there. What, what kind of changes are you looking? Maryland generally has gun control laws that are mm-hmm. pretty strict. What kind of changes are you looking for locally, regionally, nationally? What are your aims? And and one thing that's you know that I want to emphasize and that's been big is that this is not just a school shooting problem or this is not just a problem that's happening uh, at a local area. This is something that uh, affects all communities and is not just mass shootings and everything along those lines. These are uh, silent gun violence problems which have been happening. And uh, Moco for gun control, we've been able to you know in Maryland we do have tight gun control laws, sure. but we have seen that uh, at a local high school. Uh, not too far in Southern Maryland, what things can be happening. Sure. And uh, although Montgomery County Public Schools is a safe and strong district, 
you know, we want to make sure that our peers outside of our schools and in Baltimore County Public Schools and D.C. Public Schools and those which have uh, lived in the suburbs and the areas not too far from us, which can just be around 20 minutes, sure. uh, have uh, strong, strong gun control legislation in their, uh, in their districts and to make sure that uh, everything is flowing safely and you never have to have a worry or a thought in your community. Yeah. All right, Nate. Um, so tell us uh, what's, what's going on with you in your, in your school life. Where are you headed? What are your, what are your long-term goals, short-term goals? What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I think that's to be determined. I mean, I'm still a sophomore. God, you're <laughs> you don't have to answer that. You don't okay. have to answer no. that. <laughs> it's a former principal in me. I need to know these things. No, you should I, know. You're 16. I, you, know, uh, you need to know what you're going to do forever. I have a strong idea, but I, yeah. I guess one thing that's been What are you interested in? Um, just policy in general. It can okay. be, you know, educational policy and policy which is happening in, uh, uh, in our legislators and legislatures. But uh, one thing that's been big for me and especially in MCRSGA is that uh, I've been able and I want to continue to be able to continue the fight that we're moving. And uh, I've been active in legislative advocacy and educational adv- advocacy, uh, you know, prior to... Uh, what's happening? What's happened in the recent months? But I just want to be able that uh, I just want to be able to attain all this, uh, all this strength that we've been able to uh, been able to hold, and to make sure that we continue moving forward with uh, the momentum that we still have. So I guess in terms of what I want to do in the future, I think that's to be determined. I'm still a sophomore. Do you feel, do you, yeah. Do you feel like this movement has changed your trajectory in a, in a significant way? It definitely has. I mean, being able to speak on the 14th alongside yeah, Nancy that Pelosi, is, that Chuck is Schumer, big time. Yeah. All, all those yeah. you know, big national legislators yeah. has definitely changed my perspective on uh, on advocacy in general. And seeing, you know, it was just touching to see all these people come out here mm-hmm. uh, to listen to us and to speak alongside us. But um, I think that you know, this is a time where uh, where we just need to come together, and this yeah. is something that. Uh, I hope we can continue to move. Nice. So, Nate, before we let you go here, plug uh, plug all your social media. Yeah, come on. For everyone out there. <laughs> uh, my Insta, my Snapchat. Well, I think I'll keep out Snapchat, but my Insta. Yeah, yeah, and my, yeah, don't <laughs> Snapchat. my Instagram and my Twitter is Nate Tinbite, N-A-T-E-T-I-N-B-I-T-E. And you can check me out on Facebook. Awesome. Thanks well, so Nate much, Nate Tinbite, thank you so much for coming on. And, yeah, uh, yeah all this the best. great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Nate. All right, guys, we are excited to be joined by Emily Dollar rodas um, Emily and I have a unique connection. Yeah, go, go into it. You want to you talk about it, Emily? Um, well, you were my principal for about, like, two or three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, at Strathmore Elementary School. Was yep. that when he had a green tooth implant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I was like, I was a little kid. I didn't know. I was like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> For our listeners, Robbie is a prolific gum chewer. <laughs> and so... It can be I, a problem when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that the the green tooth was the gum in my mouth, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm assuming that as well. Yeah. Yes. So. Well, we'd hope it is. Or it yeah. could have been the one I had removed <laughs> later on. Just kidding. Anyway, uh, Emily is the co-vice president of MoCo for Gun Control, yeah. which we just talked about with Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about the vision and mission of uh, MoCo for Gun Control. Well, our vision is more of... We take a more of a holistic approach to it. We don't want to just, like, 
take away people's guns, which is what we get accused of all the time. Is like, oh, you're trying to take away our Second Amendment, and that's definitely not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make sure that those who are not fit to carry a weapon do not carry a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get a lot of accusations of like, oh, you're not looking at the mental health aspect of it, but we are because when we talk about stricter background checks, we're talking about the mental health aspect of the person. And um, so far in Maryland, we have a ban on bump stocks along with like three more legislative actions that I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I have it. Like I have a, my notes in my notes. I have like a whole thing. Well, next time bring your notes, Emily. Come on. It. I was your, <laughs> no, just, don't do that. It'll just take too long, I'm giving you so. <laughs> Don't let him pressure you. I was her principal. Like Mr. Yeah. Dodd. Jeez. Go ahead. Um, as a group, we're just like, we're just trying to make sure that everybody feels safer, to be honest. Like if that's, if I could sum it up into a few words, it's so that everyone's safe. How many how many people are actually in MoCo for gun control? Um, is there is there any way to officially count that, or is it just kind of a, 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 a dispersed kind of social movement? It's it's a little dispersed, but as in like the organization, like the actual organization, right. the, the central one, it's a little over like thirty. Okay. Uh, but wow. we also have chapters in each school. So I have an Einstein chapter. Um, the BCC chapter just started up. Um, other schools are trying to get onto this little bandwagon of um, making chapters in their school because there are kids in our individual schools that want to be a part of this, but they don't, like, we don't have room for them in the group chat because right. it's only, like, 30 people that can be in the group chat. Right. But um, by doing this, as like, by making chapters in each school, it also gives us room to um, make decisions within our school because each school community has different issues, like, that pertain only to them. Right. Um, so by having these little chapters, we discuss and then we introduce into the big um, group chat. Excellent. So how do you, this may be a dumb question, but I mean, how do you get adults and policymakers to listen to you? Um, I mean, you guys are in high school. So how, how do you get their attention to say, hey, we matter, listen to us. We have a voice um, that's a valid voice and we have some real concerns that you need to address. Um, well, first, educating ourselves on the issue, because if we go out there and we talk to all these adults and we they say something and we don't know how to like back it up, right. then they automatically are like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just some kids. <laughs> also, um, we have connections to like Jamie Raskin and stuff like that, like yeah. personal connections, because... Who's a legislator, um, leg- legislator yes. for House of Representatives, right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, one of the members from Mocha for Gun Control is actually an intern for him. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So... Um, and I think Nate is going to intern for him next year. Okay. Um, so we have that direct connection to um, the congressman. And just like speaking eloquently kind of gets adults' attention because they're like, whoa, that's not slang. <laughs> and I was, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we've now had three students on, and I'm actually shocked by how eloquent it's you awesome. are. No, it's very good. How, how has this changed your own thoughts of your future and your interaction with how things are going to happen after high school. Well, fun fact. Yeah, tell us. I thought I could be a physical therapist for some reason. Why because, not? Well, okay. The reason I thought is because I always get injured. So I was like, I'm going to help people not get injured. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, um, I'm looking into majoring in poli-sci. Wow. And probably going to law school because I want to make a change from within. Sure. as much of a change that we can make from outside of the system we can also make a lot of change inside and i want to be like that positive voice inside the system yeah that's awesome all right 
tell your brother and your parents that I say hello. That's the I most will. important thing. Uh, aside from the <laughs> aside from the fact that I'm very proud of you as your former principal. Oh, thank you. For all, all that you're doing to advocate on behalf of students and to make sure that not only schools but society is safe. Um, so great work, Emily. Thank you. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, we are excited to have as our next guest, Alessia Majarid. She is the Transportation Director for MoCo for Gun Control. Alessia, thanks for coming on Ed's Not Dead. Thank you. We Thank are you. great to it's have awesome you. awesome to have you. How are, those, how are those headphones working? Can you hear us? <laughs> yep, perfectly. Okay, Thank okay you. cool. All right. Um, so tell us what uh, Director of Transportation for, for MoCo Gun Control, what does that mean? What do you do? So really, it's all about logistics when it comes to transportation. Um, As you guys know, Montgomery County is a very, very big, vast county. We have 25 high schools. So really getting um, everyone, whether you're up county, down county, and the Northeast Consortium, getting everyone to a central spot when we have these walkouts, when we have these big events, that's really what transportation does. Um, Like for the March 14th event, uh, I was in charge of getting buses and also really about staying safe about it. We had to have permission slips, that sort of thing, and really thinking everything through so everyone can attend, be safe, and it's inclusive. So you are a logistics expert. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty, it's interesting too. I didn't even think about the fact that you start these groups, these grassroots groups with students, and you have certain officer roles or whatever, and then you don't think, I would never think about the fact that you need someone to coordinate transportation. So what, what, what does that include? What do you try to do specifically? So um, it's really because I'm a rep for my school. We have many reps for our school. So it's really about communicating directly to the representatives um, what they can do. So a lot of the down county schools are quite close to the metro. Sure. So it's just about, um, hey, how are you getting to the metro? You're walking. Where are you walking? Is it safe? You're not on the highway. Sure. And then up county, like for me, it's uh, calling bus places, trying to get local organizations to give us grants, like uh, CUA, Communities United Against Hate, and um, really just a lot of back and forth logistics, making every making sure everything goes well. Sure. And how'd you get involved? So you're transportation director, and I can't imagine that that was like two years ago. You're like, I'm going to be a logistics expert. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So how'd you get involved? So um, I'm really, I would have never thought transportation, I'm really into legislation and policy, actually. But um, I, when I was added to the group chat a little bit later on, I did a lot of work in really getting my school specifically to the March 14th event. So that was working with um, grants, bus companies, that sort of thing. And then when we had our general elections a couple of weeks later, it was just a matter of, oh, who has experience with this? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll <laughs> yeah, go for it. That's pretty cool. All right, so you're a senior at Poolsville High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for our listeners that um, are not that familiar with with Montgomery County, Poolsville historically was a more rural region of our county and still is in some ways, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so what's your what's your activism on behalf of MoCo for gun control? How how is how has the Poolsville community experienced that? So um, I actually I live in Gaithersburg, but I go to Poolsville for. Okay. Are you in the magnet program? Yeah, I'm in okay. the mag- so I'm in the Got magnet it. program, but I'm also you know, very involved in the community. I'm there five days a week at least. Um, well, it's really about communication okay. because we have a lot of students that or townspeople that aren't necessarily on board with what we're doing. I right. mean, historically conservative, very mm-hmm. hunting community. For sure. And it's about humanizing everything. It's about, um, we all want the same end goal. Mm-hmm. No one wants to get hurt. No sure. one wants their children to get hurt. We have different ways of going about that. And that's where communication and discussion 
and really opening up a dialogue. Uh, yesterday, we had an event specifically at our school, and we were advertising on social media because adults were allowed, invited to participate, and it really brought about a lot of dialogue. Some of it was nasty, some of it was hateful, but sure. what we did realize is that um, there are a lot of parents that want to support us, and they are willing to put themselves and their reputations in the town of, very small town of Poolsville, um, you know, away just to support us and what we're doing, and that's the sort of, it's the mood that we're setting. Sure. All right, so you're a senior. What's, what's, <laughs> what's next for Alessia? So what's next? I'm actually committed to Indiana University at Bloomington. All right. Yeah, so all the way in Indiana, I'm going for the Kelly School of Business. Wow. So, nice. um, all the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's what I'm going for. Business has sort of been like my job, my my career, what I've, you know, my dad's wanted me to do my entire life. Um, so I'm excited to do that. But what I've come to learn, because I was considering switching to University of Maryland, you know, leaving business behind, going into public policy, which is my passion. But what I've noticed is that um, Maryland, the DMV area, we've really have that grassroots activism already. And we need to spread that out further across the country. Sure. Because it's about, you know, it's not, Maryland's not the only state in the United States. And um, so I hope to go to you, Indiana. Uh, get my business degree and really start some sort of grassroots organization there civic engagement among students sure. um, who knows they have a few i think they're actually an open carry state so we have yeah. some we have some work to do there yeah. it's yeah, yeah, and yeah but some social entrepreneurship that business background that'll get you ready absolutely you know, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of the skills i have because of work and business have actually helped greatly especially with logistics Great. thinking everything through all right well best of luck in the future on behalf of the boys Ed's not dead. Uh, spread the word about our podcast. We want to get that younger Generation Z <laughs> listening to us. Where can people find you on social media? So um, I'm on, if anyone uses Facebook, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram as well, but really the best place to find me is Twitter. My handle is Majard M-O-D-J-A-R-A-D. If anyone wants to follow me, I do a lot of... Um, my activism there, trying to spread the word about different issues internationally, locally, um, like that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Great. Best Thank of you. luck. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you. Welcome back to Ed's Not Dead. Fellas, this has been a pretty incredible experience. It being, sure has. Being at the Maryland Diversity PTA Diversity Conference. What are, what are your thoughts on what we've learned today? The kids were incredible. They were so good. Yeah. I don't think... I didn't know what to expect coming into the conference just because we've never, I've never been to this and we weren't sure how available people were going to be, but they're very accommodating. And the people that the different voices that we got today were just, um, um, extensive and well said, well spoken. And I don't know, very informative. You know what we recorded? I mean, it's not the whole conference obviously, but just to hear the push and the effort towards inclusion, Mm -hmm. Um, of everyone, mm-hmm. um, I think it's really the right message, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see you know what they can continue to do in terms of their work of of advocating for students, of students advocating for students, of in, uh, including all different you know stripes of people and and uh, and all that. It's funny what it's funny when you juxtapose this agenda, what we've heard from our student leaders, from Francis Frost, uh, from Delegate Morales. When you juxtapose what they're concerned about with um, what a part of the country acts like is not happening, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, if you listen to the current administration or 
or just other other voices on other on the other side of the political aisle, you wouldn't know that any of these things are affecting kids in schools in in Maryland or across the nation. Because well, all they do is pivot the argument to something that like put arming teachers, for example, or they they want to put up barriers to schools or, or things like that. Things that pivot the argument away from actually supporting schools and supporting kids and and doing it in a different way that's not giving people more guns right. for example um it's just a different it's almost like they're in a different well planet it, it would and i think that's the point right there and it, um our last guest alessia brought it up in terms of she engaged a rural community where mm-hmm. everyone was not in support and it wasn't a bubble sure. and she heard vociferous arguments against what um kind of some of those they were talking about in terms of um gun control and so last year at my son's school, they had an international night. and um, Was it the one-off international night? It was the one-off international night. But, you know, I mean, there's kids from everywhere in the world. Right. Yeah. I don't know how many countries right. there were. But, I mean, you just look around, and my dad was there. And, um, you know, my dad grew up in, in small-town rural Ohio. Very small, sure. very rural. And he was just kind of there, and he said, you know, the people in Mount Sterling, uh, which is the town, he's like, they don't even know this exists. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's so foreign. It's impossible yeah. Yeah. to to envision or to imagine. Yeah. And so I think that's really you know when you talk about the agenda and kind of all the different needs. Yeah, I mean people have their viewpoints, but I think a lot of it is born out of what your reality is. Well, there's tribalism and regionalism. Of oh course. yeah. I mean that's, that's that's how Casey grew up. Of I mean, <laughs> it's true. I did. <laughs> But it, it, but it, in in my situation, it was we you know fairly liberal and Scranton. and yeah Scranton. It's it's a blue area of Pennsylvania, one of the last vestiges of right. blue in well, the state. Co- it's a college town, Joe. B. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's it's. I mean, University of Scranton, but it's not that big. Yeah, but it's a college. Yeah, but you, you the whole some... county is is includes. I got it. You, includes other places that don't have a college. The point of the matter is there are there there are. It's one of the last vestiges of blue Democrats. Mm-hmm. But even then, even though they're pretty liberal mm-hmm. it's not very diverse mm-hmm. it's not a very diverse area and they don't have interactions with people of color by and large um so i think they would feel just as out of place perhaps if they were to attend an inter- international night at your son's school yeah. yeah i would say this was a winning first stop on the ed's not dead world tour yeah i i we gotta do more of these <laughs> what's that we gotta do more of these i know we do i yeah. mean getting all the different people and you know, we obviously we didn't even have time to interview i mean we can interview 10 more people. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, super there, cool. there's a few people we have to thank. Absolutely. First of all, uh, we need to thank the Maryland PTA that were very gracious in allowing us to join the conference. Uh, we also want to send a special shout out to Francis Frost, who is the committee chairperson. And finally, um, Ernest Moore, who's the vice president of leadership of the Maryland PTA, been really generous with allowing us to, to join the group and be a part here and get interviews with people that have amazing ideas about how to improve schools and, and society. So, uh, it's been great to be here. Right guys. It's been great. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want to thank special thanks to Peter Crable for bringing the mics yeah. and the mic cords, <laughs> all of the required equipment. I, I made a checklist. And did, I you, stuck did you tweet a picture of him holding up the, no, the, he put it down. He knew I was taking a picture and yeah, it would just look really I weird. Yeah. Like, I looked, yeah. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Wow. Right now. <laughs> Mike in one hand, 
pop filter in the other. <laughs> I've tried to be good about it. Glass houses. I've not. I've been irritated with him at various times during well, it, the show. It beats two weeks ago when I had to put a sock on my microphone. That was, that was unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need a producer. There's lots of things we need. Yes. Uh, yes. You can follow me or find me at rw dot on Twitter. Casey Siddons at ch Siddons. Mr. Peter Crable at Peter Crable, and of course at Ed's Not Dead PC. Once again, don't miss our recent interview with Dr. Carol Ann Tomlinson, where we talk about all things differentiation. And uh, you can also find Ed's Not Dead on Facebook. Thanks for joining us, folks. Thanks to the Maryland PTA Diversity Conference. We'll talk to you soon.